This podcast sponsored by Prime Super, a leading industry super fund specialising in the health and aged care sector. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. The National Nursing Forum is upon us once again and this year's theme is diversity and difference. One session which will be taking place is bullying in nursing and will be delivered by James Cook University's Peter Harton. He joined us to give us a glimpse of what to expect. So Peter, how has the definition of bullying changed over time? Yeah, thanks, Megan. So um, I conducted a, a review on the, the definitions of bullying used in the nursing profession in Australia. And the review revealed that there is no universally, universally adhered to definition of bullying in nursing. Um, although many do recognise that there are uh, a myriad of meanings of the term bullying. Um, so very few definitions are, are broadly recognised and integrated, although the most common definition of bullying used in nursing is actually that of the Australian Government Fair Work, Fair Work Act, which states that bullying is a repeated and unreasonable behaviour directed towards a worker or a group of workers that creates a risk to health and safety. Um, but despite there being no universally accepted definition, there were some common themes among all the definitions. And the first theme was that um, most of them included an action. So that's um, a type of behaviour that um, must be, be understood as encompassing all assets that characterise the person in regard to bullying. And um, so how has it changed over time? So as the, the face of bullying has changed over time, it was quite um, aggressive and physical. And over time, it's now more um, covert and subtle. And so the, the, the definitions have actually moved with that, which is good. So in 2013, we started to see more terms like psychological. And um, also another common theme was um, the relationship with time. So this is in, in regard to the, the frequency and the duration of bullying. And um, it's really interesting because uh, it wasn't really, it's quite subjective. So the terms used were daily, gradual, consistent, cumulative, repetitive, and um, the definitions couldn't really agree on how long an act had to go on for before it was considered bullying. And then the final theme was the outcome, and this is the, the result of the action. And so regardless of the behaviour perpetrated, the, um, the outcome is quite harmful to, to, to a person. Mm. And how do you define bullying? So quite simply, I refer to it as an unreasonable behaviour to a colleague, which is harmful to a person's safety and well-being. So it's, it's quite similar to most of the definitions out there, but I take out the, 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 the relationship to the frequency and the time. And I do that because um, the... The frequency and the time just raises more questions than it does help. 
So from that, we start to ask questions like, can a registered nurse be bullied on their first day of work? And with the definitions that we have, the answer is no. So why should a registered nurse have to endure a repeated action over a, a period of time in order to then define it to report it? So, I mean, it's fascinating and has some, it, ha it has some flaws, but hopefully with some continued work, you know, um, we can you know, improve this definition to then improve the, the incident rates of bullying. How does the conceptualisation of bullying become ingrained? So it was really interesting from 2015 in the definitions of bullying in the nursing profession, the term embedded was referred to. And so this does then give some insight into the conceptualisation of, of a bullying culture that has become normalised in, in the nursing profession. Um, but the, the danger in this type of definition is that it may result in excusing the bullying behaviour by the individuals who then make up the profession. But again, it just raises more questions because is it considered repeated when the profession is perceived as the bully? So a staff member can go from different wards but have this perceived action on their very first day on each of these wards because the uh, bullying is so ingrained in the profession. Is there such a thing as right of initiation which leads to bullying? Yes, unfortunately there is. So research on bullying in the nursing profession has increased substantially over, over the past two decades, which is a good thing. And the, the focus on the research has primarily been on identifying the forms that bullying can take, measuring the, the prevalence with which bullying occurs, and reporting on the consequences of the, this behaviour. Some studies have explored the organisational precursors of bullying, and also more recently there's been more studies on nursing students' experience of bullying while on clinical placement. And it's from those studies that has really shed some light on, on the idea that um, unfortunately bullying has been dismissed in the nursing profession as a rite of passage. And um, it, it's just unfortunate because nursing students who are typically eager and keen to learn new ways and new skills and um, new insights just learn this behaviour too. So that's how it feeds in to become a culture and becomes ingrained into the, the, the profession. So at the moment it's stuck in this cycle that uh, it's having trouble getting out of and you know it, it all sounds a bit doom and gloom but for the majority of nurses they are quite caring and don't um, act in, in this particular way um, but for the ones who are subjected to this it's quite damaging to them. Mm. Do you think it's an oxymoron to have the words nursing and bullying put together seeing that nursing is such a, a caring welfare sector? Isn't it? I mean for, for, for anyone listening who's 
um, who doesn't work in, in health in Australia, it's probably surprising to hear that um, for the, the caring profession that, that we have this sort of culture going on. But unfortunately for those of us who do work in health, it, it, it's all too familiar. Mm. And finally, what are your plans in this area for the future? So this is part of the PhD that I'm undertaking. And um, so what I've spoken about today being the, the definitions is some of the, the background work and um, I'll be speaking more about that at the Australian College of Nursing National Nursing Forum. Um, but the big picture for this study is that um, we really want to examine the contributing factors that have allowed bullying to continue over history. So eventually, um, you know, we want to study the, the context of, of healthcare at the time and the influence that that might have had. And we will be um, calling for testimonies from nurses as well and hoping to hit various decades so that we can understand if, I mean, bullying has changed over time and the face of bullying has changed over time and the definition has changed with it, which is great. But it, it continues. And there's also strategies in place and quite good strategies. And, you know, it's referred to in, in the Code of Conduct as well, which pretty much takes a... Um, a no-bullying policy position, but it continues. So we're hoping that by examining the contributing factors over time, that we're able to inform strategies for now. So hopefully there have been some consistent contributing factors that we need to hit that aren't really being targeted by the strategies at the moment. Mm. So what would your final message be for those nurses that are enduring bullying? So the most important thing is to report it. So what we do know is that um, most people who are subjected to bullying don't report it and there's, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole other conversation of why people aren't reporting and sometimes they you know, they're this type of behaviour is from the person who they are to then report it to. Um, but reporting is, is really important because then we can start to, to track back on, on why this might be happening. And so the, um, usually how nurses respond to bullying at the moment is that they'll debrief with a colleague, they'll reduce their work, their work hours or they'll change work location. And so reporting it is number one. And then we, you know, it's, it's always been a, a big question on whose responsibility is this? Is it um, education providers? Is it the healthcare facilities? Is it the individual? And I think it's a combination of all three. Mm. And so I think each individual can make a huge difference. So just remember one small step plus another small step eventually does equal a big step. And we can, we can do this. Okay, well thank you so much for your time Peter.
Thanks, Megan.